Hello guys, what is up? Bringing you a new podcast today. Today, I will be bringing you the very first episode of the Hockey Analytics Podcast. I know, not a very original name, but when you're the first official Hockey Analytics Podcast out there, um, you get you, you get the name choosing of every name. So, in the, in this podcast, we will be uh, we will be using analytics to determine real life debates out there. Among many other topics I plan to cover in this series are um, can Ovi catch Gretzky in goals? Who was faster, Pavel Burry or Connor McDavid in their prime, obviously? Uh, top 10 players of all time, and who deserves to truly win the Hart Trophy this year? If you guys are interested in any of that content, please like and subscribe to my channel, HeyRef. Also, go follow my friend Sketchmarts over in Twi- at Twitch. He will be streaming Apex mostly, but also Minecraft and NHL, so if you're interested in any of that content, go over there and follow him. And with that, let's get into the podcast. Alright, so for today's podcast, I will be essentially just going over all the formulas I plan to cover, or not cover, just formulas that I think you guys should know about. Now, there are a few, I I just figured that you guys should know, that I am going to leave off for this podcast, be it too complicated or too hard to understand, which I, I guess mean the same thing, but anywho... Uh, so, one is goals versus threshold, which is a very popular formula developed by Rob Volman, who I'm a big fan of. Um, he writes the Hockey Abstract series and then later the Stat Shot series. Um, yeah, I, I just don't have goals versus thre- uh, threshold on here yet, mostly because it's pretty hard to understand. And then the other one is point shares, developed by Hockey Reference. Uh, they have an article on how to calculate it, but if you guys go over that article, it's like, it's extremely difficult to understand, even for some of the more learned, um, analytics experts among you. So, with that, we're going to start off with the easy stats to calculate. So, this means that the stats are easy to calculate, and overall, they're pretty easy to get your hands on, the stats that you need it. So, I will be including the formula. And the use of it. So the most basic uh, stat there out there to calculate goals are points points per game average. Points per game average is simply players' points divided by games played. For example, Connor made David in 2016-17. He had a hundred points in 82 games, and so you simply divide a hundred by 82 to get the points per game average. You simply divide 100 by 82. So 100 divided by 82, and you come up with an answer of 1.21. So that means, essentially, that's, that means he is getting, on average, 1.21 points per game. So he's getting over a point per game, is what it's essentially saying. This is really useful to describe 
I'm just kidding. No, Joshua, just cut this all out. Okay, guys, to start this podcast, I will be... No. Joshua, cut that out, too. Alright, guys, so for the very first episode of the podcast, I will be simply going on to and teaching you guys the formula of many different stats that I plan to cover in this series. Some maybe, some maybe not, but either way, I do think they're interesting. A couple stats I just thought you guys should know that I will leave out is goals versus threshold and point shares. If I feel a need to include either of those in the future, I will definitely do that. But with that, let's get into the easy section. So the easy section just is a combination of an easy formula and the stats are easy to acquire because some stats are really difficult to get. But the the very simplest by far formula in the NHL today is points per game average. Points per game average simply comes from dividing a player's points by his games played. For example, Connor McDavid 2016-17 had 100 points in 82 games, you simply divide 100 by 82, and you get an answer of 1.21 points per game. That means on average he's scoring 1.21 points on every single game. And this is this is used to essentially show who are the better scores in the NHL. It's really useful if you have a guy that was really good, um, but had a short year. You can use points per game average and multiply it by 82. For example, if I uh, multiply 1.21 by 82, I will get a point total of 99 points. So he was on pace for 99.22. In reality, McDavid got an even 100, but the pace was 99. So it's really useful for projecting a player over a full year just by using this points per game average. Points and games played are obviously easy to get. You can find them on a multitude of hockey websites. But with, and then just so you guys know, if you guys want to do goals per game or assists per game average, you simply replace points in my example with assists or goals. For example, McDavid had 30 goals in 2016-17. You do 30 divided by 82. You have goals per average of 0.365. And then he had a 70 assists. So you divide that by 82. And you have a 0.853 average. So you can use that to determine who are the best goal scorers in the NHL and who are the best playmakers. With that, let's move on to the next one, which is goals against average. Goals against average, the formula is goals allowed divided by minutes played times 60 minutes. For example, if a goalie allowed 40 goals, you divide it by his minutes played, which let's say 7,000... Um, 7,856, and then you multiply that by 60 minutes, you would get a goals against average of 0.305, or just 3.05, I guess. Uh, but yeah, goals against average is really useful because it's, uh, the, just the goals on average a goalie is giving up per game. It's pretty similar points per game average, and goals per game average, and assists per game average. It's a, it's a pretty easy formula. Um, also, all those stats are really easy to acquire. First of all, you don't need to acquire anything for 60 minutes. Goals allowed in minutes played are also on a multitude of hockey websites as well, so it's really easy to quickly acquire it. 
And often on these websites, goals against average will already be calculated for you, so it's not even necessary for you to calculate it. Let's go into quickly assist per goal average. Assist per goal average is the average amount of assists that you get uh, per goal because you can do, have zero, one, or two assists on any individual goal scored in the NHL. So the formula is pretty easy. However, it's harder to grab the data because the only way I found is by grabbing the complete number of goals in any single year and dividing it by the complete number of assists in every single year. And you do that by sorting it by at any hockey website and then copying all the data and then adding them all up and then dividing them by each other to get the assists per game average. So if I had 6,704 goals one year, and let's say assists, I had about half that. So we'll do like 3,304. Then my assists per goal average would be 2.02. So that means for every goal that's scored on average, you have a 2.02 assists per goal average, which is not actually possible in the NHL case. You can't have more than two assists, but... Well, that's that's the example. Surprisingly, Corsi is in the uh, is in the easy section, but with one caveat, it's the most basic form of Corsi. A lot of uh, many um, forms of Corsi, like Corsi for, Corsi against, um, and others, are more complicated. And I don't have them on my list at all. And but I will. I'll talk about hockey, good hockey sites to find data. Um, for analytics later on, and then there's one site that has, like, all the Corsi numbers you need, so that's all good, but Corsi is shot attempts minus shot attempts against, so it's pretty similar to plus minus, except instead of, um, for every goal scored, um, you get, it's every shot attempt, and a lot of people think of Corsi as the main stat, like the stat that you judge any player on, I disagree with this. Mostly because, I don't know, it's, I, I think it's also kind of, it's hard to track. Like, it wouldn't be easy to track shot attempts when you're on the ice. Like, it's pretty hard to explain, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. I don't think it's full indicator, and then you can't really use it for goalies either. So, uh, but if you guys like it, that's, that's literally the formula of the most basic form of it. Face-off percentage is another one in the easy category. It's simply number of face-offs won divided by total number of face-offs taken. You can find that in a multitude of hockey websites. But if you want an example, uh, I have, sorry, uh, number of face-offs won. So let's say seven, eight, nine. I don't, that doesn't happen very often, but then we'll do 980. Yeah, or the total number of face-offs taken. So he wins eight. This person wins eighty point five percent of his faceoff, which is absolutely insane. A good, uh, an elite faceoff man wins sixty in the NHL. But that's that's just an example. Faceoff percentage. It's pretty easy. Uh, next one we want a save percentage, which is number of saves divided by shots faced. Again, this one you can find save percentage already calculated for you on a multitude of websites. But also those stats if you want to do it yourself for practice. Or you can also come up with random examples if you wanted as well. That's obviously up to you. So save percentage, number of saves, um, as I just said, divided by shots faced. So let's say 1105. 
So this guy had a save percentage of 0.714, which is absolutely horrendous. Like, <laughs> you need to have, in my opinion, you need to have a, at least a 0.903 to be considered like a, a decent goalie. A anything below, a anything below 900, you you're probably not really considered an NHL goalie at that point. Next one is plus minus. Uh, it's simply goals for every goal scored when a player is on the ice minus every goals a goal against when a player is on the ice. Um, this is pretty similar to Corsi, and sometimes it's not very accurate. If you're not even part of the play at all, when a goal is scored against you, then you still get a minus one. But overall, it can be pretty indicative of a defensive rating. It's just that, you know, players that are put in worse defensive positions, put on the ice more, put on for def more defensive face-offs and offensive face-offs are generally going to have a worse plus-minus. So just keep that in mind. And then this next one I am super proud of. It's called Quality of Goalie, and I'm proud of it because I came up with it. It's super basic, but then again, it does, I, I think of it as it's pretty accurate because I have tested it. Against last year's numbers and Hellebuck and Vasilevsky were among the top five, which means that it passes the sniff test, which is another term by analytic fans, which simply means that you have a list of goalies or players or but goalies in this case that you need to have super high to pass the sniff test, the accuracy test, essentially. So for this example, the formula, first of all, sorry is wins plus save percentage minus goals against average minus salary. And save percentage and goals against average, instead of being um, percentages, they're turned into numbers. So, for example, 2016-17 uh, Cam Talbot, he had 42 wins. So you do 42 plus 9.19 because he had a save percentage of uh, 0.99 or 0.919. So you move the decimal, decimal point over to the right. And you have 9.19, so that's a save percentage. And you subtract that by his, sorry, I got lost there for a second. His goals and average, which is uh, 2.39. Uh, but again, you move the decimal point over to the right this time to make it 23.9. And you subtract that by his salary, which is 4.166 million. And when you put that all together in an equation, you come up with a quality of goal of 23.124. Which, in my calculations, came out pretty darn good, and I think that passed the sniff test too, but considering Cam Talbot was among the top five in Vesna voting in 2016-17. So, moving on from quality of goalie. Oh, sorry, my voice cracked there. Uh, so, moving on, we have a new concept. This, this, this might be the only one you guys haven't heard of at this point, uh, besides quality of goalie, of course. Uh, it's presence. However, it's really easy to calculate. Presence means to prorate players scoring over a full year and divide that by how many goals did the team score without his goals. So for presence, uh, you uh, so essentially it's you take the team goals and you subtract what the prorated players' goals are. So for for example, oh gosh, I did not have an example ready for this. I thought I did, but I did not. Uh, that is... Uh, that is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but, anyway, so player's goals. Let's say he had 38. 
So we had, this player had 38 goals, so a really good score. And this is prorated over a full year because he was healthy over the entire year. But if you wanted to prorate it over a full year, uh, calculate the goals per game average and then multiply that by 82, which is the maximum amount of games. And then you'll have the goals he would have scored if he had kept on that pace, uh, as I talked about earlier on. Uh, and you divide the 38 by whatever goals the team scored that did not that weren't scored by him. So, for example, if a team got 280, 280 goals that year, he scored 38 of them. So, you subtract 280 by um, 38, which comes out to 232. So you, so, you do 38 divided by 232, and you get a presence of 0.163. This is really useful if you want to calculate um, who's doing most of the goal scoring, who's leading the attack. Uh, I think this will be especially useful um, when I do the Hart Trophy argument because it'll prove how much um, or disprove how much Connor McDavid is carrying that team. Like, how much help is he getting? That kind of thing. So, anyway, this, this player's presence is 0.163, which in this case seems to be pretty good because 38 of 280 is like one-fifth of the store, one-sixth of the store, something like that. Uh, so, presence is over. And so is the easy category. So, if you guys found the easy category easy, which hopefully you did. If you didn't, that's completely alright. I'd recommend turning on subtitles because I tend to be a little confusing if you just hear me. So, subtitles might prove useful. And But if you guys found the easy category super easy, um, then you guys are certainly ready to go on to the medium category. Medium category starts off with win threshold, which is shots against minus goals for divided by shots against. So for each example, you do shots against, let's say 789, and you subtract that by the goals for, which let's say 85 in this case, and then you divide that by the shots against again. So... 789 minus 85 divided by 789. You get a win threshold of 788. The win threshold is supposed to demonstrate the minimum a team needs to do to win a game. So I think it'd be more it'd be more accurate if I did a one game example. So let's do 29 shots and subtract that by let's say this team got three goals and you divide that by the shots again. So it's still 29. And so, essentially, you have to take minimum 28.896 shots in order to get three goals. It's really not confusing. It might prove useful. Uh, maybe not. I think it would be kind of cool to calculate before a game. So, I believe you just do either the team's past meeting, like the, their latest meeting, or you could do both teams' most recent game. Or you could also calculate how many goals um, a goalie is a giving up per like per shot like for for example like once every 30.8 shots and then you can calculate it from there uh, moving on to PDO PDO is add team shooting and save percentage together but it's usually only used at even strength or when a specific player is on the ice I don't have that specific of an example however a website that I'll tell you guys about at the end does so if you guys need more PDO or, um, or coursey stuff, go over there once I tell you guys about it, obviously. Uh, but 
let's do the first part. So shooting percentage. Let's say a team's shooting percentage is 1.25, which is low, but uh, you add that plus the save percentage, which is 9.20, for example, and then you get a PDO of 2.17. So it's pretty easy to calculate. It's overall not that hard to find the numbers. I know Hockey Reference has them, uh, but it's a bit harder for sure. Uh, the next one is Fed Fenwick, which really deserves to be an easy section because it's just a variation of Corsi, but uh, it only counts shots on goal and not blocked shots. So it's kind of hard to find. It's a little hard to find blocked shots. I think it'd be a little hard to find that variation. But the side I mentioned earlier also has Fenwick on it. So uh, the next one is the Fischler point. The Fischler point is was created by Stan Fischler. It is used to determine who is um, uh, who's a clutch player and who's not by uh, taking any goal or assist in a game and multiplying it by the weight of the time it was stored at. For example, a goal stored at, at 219 in the third period is going to be worth more than a goal stored at, fir at in the first period at 1738. Because it's later in the game, you're coming in clutch, that kind of thing. However... I couldn't find anything about like a point system that's assigning values. So you guys could assign your own values at like every minute in the game. So like, you know, if you score in the first minute, you could multiply that by like 1.2 and then that's your Fischler point. And then you could and then later on in the game, you could do it like multiply it by 5 cuz it's really important. Overtime goals multiply it by 10. That kind of thing, I have not assigned values to that, and for that reason, it's on Medium if you want to do it, or if you want to research it yourself. If you guys somehow find it, put it in the comments for sure. Next is goals created, and this is meant to replace points. It's actually one of my favorite statistics. And arbitrarily, you assign 0.5 for goals. It's, uh, As I said, it's meant to replace points. I'm not sure why it does this, so that's kind of why I just said arbitrarily. But, for example, goals created for Connor McDavid in 2016-17. So, you do his goals. So, 30 times 0 0.5, which comes out to 15. And then you do assists, which in this case is 70 times 0 0.298. However, to come up with 0 0.298, you have to calculate the assist per game average, as I or assist per goal average, as I talked about earlier. And then also... And then divide the other 0.5 from the goals created calculation by the assist per game. So, for example, in 2016-17, the average assist per goal, sorry, not assist per game, but assist per goal, is, uh, is 1.68. So, you divide 0.5, divided by 1.68, and you come up with 0.298. And that's how you come up with that number. So, you do his 70 assists. Uh, multiplied by uh, 0 0.298 equals 20.86. So 15 added to 20.86 comes out to goals created 35.86. In a chart that was demonstrated by Rob Volman in Stat Shot of Fans Guide to Hockey Analytics, uh, he has a chart of that. And Sidney Crosby, due to scoring more goals than McDavid that year, and goals get more points. Uh, he was only 0.1 behind McDavid, so it definitely puts an emphasis on goal scoring. But it's meant to replace points, so if that's what you want to do. And then here's a favorite one of mine that I plan to use a lot. 
um, through the through the course of this podcast. Is error adjusted stats. Most error adjusted stats are super diff have super difficult formulas and are really hard to figure out. This one is not. It's simply dividing a player's goals and assists by that season's league average goals per game and multiply that by the current standard. So for this example, I'm going to use the 1989-90 Penguins. So give me a second because I need to find um, that year in my booklets. Oh, perfect. Found it. So, that year, I wanted to use Lemieux because... I didn't even say I was going to use Lemieux, but I am going to use Lemieux. Uh, He only played 59 games that year, but he he had a 2.08 points per game average, which is slightly higher than 1.95 for Gretzky. So, you divide a player's goals and assists by that season's league average goals per game and multiply that by the current standard. So, first, you have to prorate Lemieux's... um, points per game, assists per game, and goals per game over the entire year. So you simply do 45 by 59 equals a goals per game of 0.6 or 7.62. So you do uh, 0.7.62. You multiply that by, um, it was 80 games at the mats at the time. So you do 80. And you get a goals per game of 60.96. So just 60. So you have so you have 60 goals. And then you do assist per game, but let's do let's use the 60 goals for the example here. So you do 60 and you divide that. You divide that by that season's lead average goals per game, which is 3.68. And then you multiply that by the current standard, which this season, as of the time I got uh, this calculation, was 2.9. And you do that. And his error-adjusted stats are 19.2 goals, which does seem a little low. So let's do his points next, or let's do his assist net, net sorry. Uh, so you do 59 divided by 78 in this case. Or, sorry, what am I doing? 59, okay. So you do 78 divided by 59, so you have a 1.32 um, assist per game average. If that was a... That's a fantastic points per game average, but that was just his assist. He was insane. And uh, you divide that by the lead average goals per game, which is still 3.68. And you multiply that by the current standard, which was 2.9. And you have assist of 104 assists plus 19 goals. So 104 assists plus 19 goals equals 123 points. That doesn't seem that inaccurate. I think that passes the smell test overall. Like 123 points seems pretty accurate to what Lemieux might would produce, honestly, to me. That's my opinion, but if it's not yours, that's fine. With that, we get off the medium section. If you guys found easy and you guys found medium easy, well then, just continue on. If you guys don't, um, maybe re-listen to it. Maybe look up some of the statistics I'm telling you. Try to find their origin. Try to find someone that explained it better than I did. Or just try to make examples for yourself. Write it down. There's many ways to learn stuff if you have a if you have a determination to learn it. Many of these stats I didn't understand when I first did it. But 
I put them into practice, I re-listened it, I looked it up, and I finally figured it out. But anyway, for those that are ready, we're going to go on to the hard section. First thing in the hard section, I'm going to surprise you guys here. This is possibly the hardest calculation. So listen closely, have subtitles on, whatever you got to do. Save percentage plus formula is subtract league average save percentage by 1. Divide that by 1. And then subtract the goalie save percentage. So I'll say that again. Subtract league average save percentage by 1. Divide by 1. Subtract goalie save percentage. So, <laughs> it's kind of hard to understand. But if you did league average save percentage, which is, say, 0.912, and you subtract that by 1, it comes out to negative 0.088. I've never actually done this calculation myself. I figured I'd include it, but I haven't done it yet, which is probably not a good thing. But anyway, you divide that by 1, which is still 0.088. Pretty sure I'm doing this incorrectly, but we shall see. Minus goalie save percentage, which is 0.919, I guess. Okay, so I definitely did that wrong. Uh, that's okay. So, I, I, this is just demonstrating to you guys that, first of all, do your homework. And second of all, just... Let, you're going to have some trial and error when you're trying to calculate something. So, what, I'm, what it probably meant was if I did 0.912... But that's less than 1 on the calculator. So what it probably meant was I subtract it by 1. So 0 0.912 subtract by 1 means 0 0.812. And you divide that by 1. I don't know why they're doing that because it comes out to the same answer. Uh, but then you subtract it by the goalie save percentage, which is 0 0.928 in this case. And yet a negative answer is 0 0.116. So I have no idea if that's good or not, frankly. I, I did do some research for this. I didn't try to calculate, but I did do some research, and I couldn't find this anywhere. Uh, but I thought I'd mention it, <laughs> but it, it seemed like a good idea at the time and less of a good idea now. But anyway, uh, hopefully that, guys, that did not confuse you too much. But we're going to move on to goal saved above average. Goal saved above average is league average save percentage divided by number of shots faced minus number of goals allowed. So those numbers are pretty easy to get. Um, I know Hockey Reference has them at the very least. So league average save percentage, let's do 0 0.912. I like that as a, as a league average save percentage. And you divide that by number of shots faced, which is 7,009 in this case, I guess. And you subtract that by goals allowed, which is 89. And he had a goal saved above average of negative 88. So he let in 88 more goals than the average. So this will this will separate the elite from the average goalies, essentially. Uh, next uh, is the inductinator. So the inductinator is a model that divides players by position and error and assigns points for various achievements. Any player that exceeds 100 points will meet will be most likely to get to the Hall of Fame. Um, this is in the hard section mostly because I don't have point values yet. However, I know the point values, if you guys are interested in reading about yourself, they're in Hockey Abstract 2014, uh, which I haven't read yet. I plan to get it sooner or later, and when I do get it, I'm definitely going to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, I For now, I just thought I'd mention it. 
even though I don't have the values, you guys could assign your own to start off if you wanted to. So for various achievements, you assign like a double multiplier or something if you win, if a player wins the heart trophy. And then you put in punishments for penalty minutes, for example, or something like that. Whatever you want to do. And next is goals created above expectation. One of my favorite ones. So this is a compound statistic meant to go along with goals created, which I talked about in the medium section. So goals created above expectation. For example, we're going to use the 2016-17 Canucks and Bo Horvat in particular. So first, you have to calculate the goals created for the entire team. Like any player that got a point. I know it's called goals created, but any player that got a point. And find the average, which if you guys don't know how to find an average, that's fine. I, I really didn't know that much about it before uh, beforehand. But the most manual, basic way to do it is to simply add up all the numbers that you have and then divide it by the number of numbers you have. For example, if you had 10, 20, 30, 40, you would add them up. That's 100. And you do 100 divided by 4 because there's four numbers to find the average. So the average is 25. So, in this case, I find the average of the 2016-17 Canucks goals created team, and it's 5.2 sits because they suck at the because they sucked at that time. However, Horvats he led the team in goals created with 19.53 sits. So you subtract 19.53 sits by 5.2 sits, which you come out to a goals created above expectation of 14.27 sits, which means he's creating a goal. He's he has a goals created out like his goals created is way higher than the average of of that kind of team. So I put this in the hard section. It, it may not seem that hard, but it's it's well, it's not that difficult to get the stats for. It's really it's a pretty like it's not a pretty, I don't know what I'm saying, but it just takes a lot of work and it takes a while to do. So that's why I figured I'd put it here. And then the last one I want to talk about is NHL equivalency. NHL equivalency is it creates translation factors, which the translation factors are marked out of 10. And the higher they are, the more competitive the league. 10 is the NHL, and then every number follows after that is a development league. For example, the KHL might be 8 out of 10. And essentially, they're, they're actually ranked as a decimal, so 0 0.8. You would mark you would mark the the translation factor so you would do 0 0.8 by whatever the the player's point total was in any given year. So for example, Panarin in his last year in the KHL, let's say he had 49 points because I forget off the top of my head. You would multiply that by 0 0.8, which is the KHL's translation factor, and then you would have a projected um, scoring total for his first year in the NHL. So this is as you guys probably figured out. It's project rookies, but it could also project uh, veterans coming back from the KHL like Yarmir Yager did a few years ago. So it's pretty useful. I wasn't going to include it on here because I couldn't figure out how to calculate tra the translation factors. It's a really long and complicated process. So I wasn't going to include it on here, but I found a website that um, will help us with that. And I'm going to get to the websites right now, actually. it's um, So I've gone through all the stats. Now these are the websites to help to help you in your quest. So first one is and the best one in my opinion is hockeyreference.com. They have basically every stat except assist per goal average, which annoys me very much. But other than that, it has basically all the stats you need to 
uh, create the various formulas I told you about. It's it's the best one, in my opinion. NHL.com is a pretty close second. You can divide players by arrow, which is something you can't really do in Hockey Reference. So that's really useful. You also get things like shots uh, shots face, shots against, uh, minutes played, that kind of thing. CapFriendly.com, really just for salaries. Uh, natural stats trick, that's for the... That's for what are called the more advanced stats, like Corsi, PDO, and Fenwick. Um, also, HockeyDP.com, very similar to NHL.com. QuantHockey.com um, does basically the same thing. Uh, HockeyAnalytics.com is a bit outdated, but they do have good charts and good explanations for things. HockeyAbstract.com, um, I, mentioned, I mentioned them a few times, um, made by Rob Volman. Uh, just a link to a bunch of different books. Uh, to buy on this to uh, topic if you're interested. Wingsnation.ca. Uh, it's essentially a bunch of bloggers making charts, talking hockey analytics. So they might give you some ideas. Puckplusplus.ca is the same thing. Uh, Hockeygraphs.com, as you guys can probably tell from the name, is an analytical look at it through charts, which is a really good way to look at it. And the last one is the NHLECalculator.blogspot.com. So... This is used for this already. This automatically uh, calculates the translation factors for you. All you have to do is enter in the league, the games played by that player, and the points, and it will um, calculate it for you. So I'm going to use that later on to determine who I think will be the best rookie net season, probably after the draft, just so we, just so we know where everyone's playing. And then I might add in something, something else that's cool. Maybe like treat, uh, maybe like creating in a factor. To add in like the the quality of team the player is playing for, and then create a projection system from there. But anyway, guys, that is gonna do it for a interesting episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys uh, continue to look at hockey analytics. I hope you guys also want to support the podcast and continue listening to it. That's why I make these videos. So have a good one, guys. Bye bye.